Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Headstuff Studios in Dublin, welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Dark O'Shea. It's Misha Emer Duffy. It's Misha Clodagh McGinley. And you're all very welcome to today's episode. And it is our fourth mailbag episode. I like how you kind of didn't do the like the TH and the yeah. end of fourth. It was like fort. 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 Oh, yeah. fourth. I beg your pardon. Fourth. <laughs> so I'm dark and I went to UCD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but every now and then a, a little bit of a little bit, a little bit of Dublin slips through. But yes, it is our fourth mailbag episode today. It is Clodagh's first mailbag episode. Indeed. Welcome to the traumatic experience. <laughs> I am so excited, honestly. Like these are the best episodes, in my opinion. So <laughs> it's it's always really interesting to hear what 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 makes our listeners tick, what people have noticed, picked up on, what people have uh, have thought. You know, bit of constructive criticism. I can't believe oh, people yeah, really like listen, like take time out of their day to listen to us, and then take more time out of their day to like think about us and form opinions, and then take even more time to like. Send us an email. Yeah. But we love like, it. Wow. That like gets unreal. It really is. And yeah. it's, it's it's just wonderful to know that, that people are thinking about it, talking about it, talking with their mates about episodes they've heard. Do if you like the podcast, please do tell a friend. Word of mouth recommendations I think are the um best for podcasts. I think that people do people do think, you know, that that person isn't the kind of stuff I am, they probably like it. Yeah. So and it is in that spirit and uh, you know, Whatever you do, don't start a weird blog where you just give out about stuff all the time. You'd be amazed how common that is. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm just going to shut down my Twitter account now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't don't start a weird WordPress crankoid kind of account where you just kind of yell out, yell, yell out of the cloud, you know, because they took your ham radio away. <laughs> but anyway, um, what we are going to talk about today, we, we, we have received, a, it's, been a, it's been a few months since our last mailbag episode, so we have a bit of correspondence built up. And I'm going to start with um, going to start with this message, which is from. It is in respect of episode eighty-two. Emma, would you read that, please? It's from Fiona. Episode eighty-two was the last episode of season one, if I'm correct, where myself, Padder, Gardine, and Oscar read an interesting piece of literature 
It was, it was a contemporary Irish text. It was very contemporary and uh, I, Irish is the term I would use loosely with that text mm-hmm. uh, where we read a Google translated porno. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, it was called Kalashta Threesome Gaelga, <laughs> which kind of does exactly what it says on the tin. Okay. Anyway, so we got this lovely email from uh, Fiona who says she's currently living in Canberra. She's Australian born. She's lived in a couple of different places. Her mum was a Gaelic speaker from near Dunvegan. Uh, I'm a mother to an Ulster bunny and she has uh, Japanese, I was mishmash changa ella agum. Well, okay. Uh, And she says, hi there, folks. I'm in hysterics. Thank you for podcast number 82. I can't breathe. Brilliant. You're welcome, hon. It was was a fun one to record. Um, I can't play to the nine-year-old for a while. Please. Oh, my God. Do not play that to anyone under the age of 18. (laughs) (laughs) Or anybody that I am personally related to. (laughs) Uh, She says she has shared it with translator friends. Hashtag we feel your pain. Um, can you also send me a link to the feminist as fuck translation please and I'll put it somewhere casually obvious and make myself happy keep up the fantastic work Fiona and I believe the translation that Padder came up with was feminuk go fucking smear that's right feminuk go fucking smear and you know and Fiona well, we're going to send you the actual the the, the spelling of that in, in a reply to your, email, to your lovely email just so you can have that printed out write it down, uh, embroider it wherever it needs to be. Yes. <laughs> and absolutely. We're going to find that now on Pinterest in like six months time. <laughs> oh, please put it on Pinterest. It's going to be like swirly writing on like uh, a sunset background. Or like you know? those kitchen signs. Like yes. you walk into the kitchen, you see like, you know, this home is beautiful or that's not even a good example. Oh, like but, live, laugh, know. love. Live, yeah. laugh, love, go fucking smear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. Oh my god, if I walked into someone's house and up on the wall they had feminine fucking smear, I'd be like, Can I move in? Yeah, what's the rent like? <laughs> Excellent. So, so, thank you. Thank you, Fiona, who is very far away. Far, far away. But so. is not exposing a nine year old child to Padder reading uh, a porno. And well, <laughs> wasn't Patter's delivery of certain parts of that pretty uh, on point? Graphic, I would say. <laughs> Graphic. Sometimes I close my eyes going to sleep at night and I still see Patter on that stage reading that book. With the difficult rooster and the There was a, there was the a difficult rooster wow. and there was a donkey and there was there was just a lot going on. <laughs> like I was full on expecting like the ISPCA to, to come in at some point and be like, come here lads, what's the story with all these animals? <laughs> You know, why is there why is there a rooster and why is it difficult? It's a good thing we were spared. So on to, <laughs> on, on to the next one. The next one is from Maeve over in London. And How are you? It's in respect of the uh, London London Library and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, maybe Claudia, you could read this one? Sure thing. So Maeve says, Loved your latest Halloween special. Bram didn't own any books on Transylvania, but it turns out he did have London Library membership. And then in brackets, the Brits. Never not at it. Slon, Maeve. Well, Maeve, you'd be right there. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be wrong with that one, Maeve. Yeah. It's true. And so she uh, she did add in just a bit of a link that basically says, um, we do know that, say, some of the research on Bram Stoker has pointed out that he owned these books and he didn't know those books. And this is used as justification. In particular, the fact that he didn't own many books in respect to the Irish language is often brought up as a reason that he couldn't have possibly used any Oscalia references and we, we certainly don't know that he did but why he didn't donate books in Transylvania he did have a library card and that 
can open a world to you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Get a library card, absolutely. Um, no, really don't. No, and actually, fun fact as well, in Ireland, they are going to set up podcasting facilities in libraries very, very soon. Excellent. Yeah, no, seriously, yeah. No so, way. Yeah. Now, yeah. is that only going to be, like, all. Dublin libraries, or is it going to be all over? I want to say all over. Hopefully all over. I would like to think all over. But yeah. I can't guarantee that. If you want to make your own podcast, come at me, bro. Come <laughs> yeah. at me, bro. You th- <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm in a better competition. One. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So thank you very much, uh, May, for adding that. It's, uh, it's an important, useful, worth, worthwhile detail. So the next one is, the next message we have is from the United States of America. Ooh. It's from Michael. Far away. It's from our, our friend Michael O'Malley in Arlington, Virginia. Okay, so uh, Mike, as he puts his name down, um, has emailed us and he says, hello, how are you? Um, He's a long time listener and a first time emailer. Um, He says, I've been reading a lot of writing by Francis O'Neill, the Irish born chief of police in Chicago in 1900. As you probably know, I I don't know because nothing (laughs) about this man, but okay. Thanks for assuming I'm, you know, intelligent enough. But (laughs) so as I'm supposed to probably know, um, O'Neill collected Irish folk music. Uh, In the course of his 30 years as a cop in Chicago, he systematically memorized and wrote down thousands of tunes. O'Neill notes that often people were reluctant to give him the tunes. If they knew that he was memorizing their tunes, they wouldn't play. He puts this down to, and in uh, quotation marks, professional jealousy. But a lot of the people he's talking about were not professionals. So here's my question. He often describes people saying, do you have a tune rather than do you know? Do you have the Shaskeen reel rather than do you know the Shaskeen reel? Is this a construction that might have to do with the Irish language? Or does it have to do with an alternative understanding of commerce and possession? That is a sense in which the tune is part of yourself rather than a thing you acquired and can pass on. O'Neill often worked with people who had very little besides their tunes and he's not above using the authority of his uniform to persuade them. Is there something in Irish that would lead to uh, I have the lilting banshee rather than I know the lilting banshee? Thank you. Keep up the bold and irreverent work. Mike O'Malley, Arlington, Virginia. P.S. In US English, a musician might say I got it if he or she was learning a tune or passage on the spot. Uh, but the normal usage would be, do you know Yardbird Suite? For example. Yeah, so um, this is a really interesting. Uh, hmm. I'm hoping to do more on, on the actual Kaylee music part of the Irish culture soon. The I think there's probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B in this. And I think if we yeah. had to tell, like, no, it was a limerick of gum, and it would be something, Claudia, you'd be very familiar with this from, yeah. from the dancing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think as well, even with the language, like you'd say, Toshe, Arola Sam, no, like Toshe, Toshe, Sigum. So you're literally saying, I have knowledge of it. So, you know, that could potentially be a link. You know, I have it, I have knowledge of it. Um, But yeah, you know, it may not be as well. (laughs) But certainly, I think, yeah, if there is a difference of kind of, of, in terms of commerce understanding, it's about knowing something as and as opposed to having it, it's, uh, I think maybe may, may very well be in the case that that was just the way people referred to it. And maybe, I'm not sure how, how much deeper you can go, but it's, uh, yeah, am- amongst musicians, they might, it may have just been not the, not the, not the done practice to say, refer to it as being knowing it. It's just, you know, um, like, do you have it in your repertoire as opposed to maybe, um, yeah. the, the business of knowing like Olus is kind of a it's probably, info kind of. More, yeah, yeah. It's maybe more, you more get the fact that it's the word for science as well. But what is knowing? 
I don't know. <laughs> I went from zero to 100. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I know is that I know nothing. That's not what Socrates said. Fair enough. Yeah. And mm. I think, yeah, but you can doubt everything except doubt itself. Wasn't that Descartes? You can doubt everything except doubt itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's God, right. it's gone really fun. Now. <laughs> yes. is, Mike, you've sent us on a on a, on a philosophical spiral. Um, Pres- <laughs> President Higgins will be very proud because he is always saying the philosophy should be taught in schools, along with music. And one thing he said recently, very recently in a speech he made to young people was, education isn't all about, you know, trying to prove that you're, you know, that you're useful. The value of education isn't how, how much money an employer can make out of you. And that's why it's important to philosophy and music belong to everyone. And that's why we love Miggledy. Yeah. That's why we love Miggledy. <laughs> We're very lucky to have a, a refreshing antidote to yes. some of the, mm. the toxic kind of um, property mad kind of um, uh, money grabbing kind of attitudes that kind of uh, got their teeth too deep into Ireland. Anyway, thank you very much for that, Mike. So the next um, next piece of correspondence I would like to look at it's in respect of Fuck uh, Fuckini in Montreal. This is from Lauren Ikahai. Maybe Claudia could read this one. So, Lara Nikahan says, Hi, Motherfuckler Gang. Heard on your podcast a few weeks back, number 68 on Marej Nikarda, that you were looking for essays on Fuchli and on Trio. Fuchli <laughs> is brilliant. It's incredible. I quite like that. <laughs> God, I wish I'd known that from earlier than Zerish. <laughs> <laughs> and I was already working on an essay about Irish feminism for school, so I thought I'd send mine in. It's part of my EPQ, Extended Project Qualification, that I'm doing for my last year of school, Leaving Cert Equivalent, here in the UK. And I'm currently 10,000 words over my limit, so unfortunately I might have to cut this section of this essay. But I thought you might like it anyway. As always, love the podcast and can't wait for this week's episode. I've especially loved your series on on Oris, August, on Uchtaron, and thought the episode on juries was hugely interesting. At some point, it would be fab to hear about your experiences with Irish at university and college. I've applied to UCC for September and I'm, su- mm. and I'm super excited, but wondering what resources will be available for learning Irish, especially as someone who has the basics but isn't very good in conversation. Lamas August Gurv Mahagat Lara. So I'm just, I'm first of all, so delighted we connected with the young person at school to, who's, who takes an interest in the show. And I'm doubly delighted that we've incited and we in the bibliography of an essay. This is a huge That is step. actually, yeah, that's, that's really true. Yeah, wow, is forward. this our first reference? Well, may, may it not be our last. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Laura, when I got this, when we got this email, and I was just so delighted, and I was I forwarded to the gang, and we were just, we were absolutely just, you know, I was very moved to receive this one, and it's um, absolutely keep up the good work, and uh, I think you'll do great wherever you go. Especially UCC. UCC is fantastic. Like, not biased or anything, but... Yeah. Go on, Cork. <laughs> <laughs> UCC. Actually, I actually think UCC is the prettiest campus in Ireland. I mean... As well as being a, a, a very good university. Like, I want to argue with the Maynooth South Campus. Like, she's a, she's a good-looking campus. But I think I think UCC just... It's, it kind of... It looks like, you know, one of those kind of um, universities from, like, a Northeast America, from some college, from romantic comedy set in a university. And it's... Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful and elegant and it's just, yeah. But also it's a fantastic place. Both of my parents went to UCC for their undergraduates and uh, and they have very fond memories. I was at a wedding in the UCC chapel and it was, um, it was idyllic. Oh, 
That's lovely. Um, actually, our very own um, Gardy McAvoy, UCC. That's correct. She is indeed a Jay's. UCC girl. Yeah. And I think, I believe Gardy may have replied to that email um, privately as well. Just, yeah, I'm always happy to real, to believe we're making a difference and stuff and, and uh, contributing anyway to people's interest in Irish. Yeah. Yes. Up to 90, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything from the 90s. So, we're going to talk like Louise Woodward, Italian 90, Macarena, Julie. Goodfellas Pizza, uh, Macaulay Culkin, like, because he was I such a big deal. We all, we'd Julie. all, just the, yeah. They'll get it. Will they? Of course. Okay. Up to 90, it's a podcast about the 90s. With me, Emma Dorn. And me, Julie J. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Catholicmatch.com, Tinder, um, Plenty of Fish, you know, all the usual oh, spots. Judy. They'll get it. Up to 90. Okay. More, more mail. Mail, more. Let's have a look now. So, we've got some suggestions and requests. Okay. Do we do requests? <laughs> so will Are I read we the, DJs? <laughs> will I read this one or will... Um... You can read this one. Okay. Yeah. So... Akharja, I saw your request for ideas, suggestions, and, requ- and requests. I bloody love the podcast. Woohoo! And I look forward to many more episodes. I'm from Wicklow originally, but I've been based in New York for the past five years, working as a professor of sculpture at the university. I listen every week. It keeps me sane and has inspired me to teach a class this semester called On Gaelga, Irish Language and Contemporary Culture at University. It also contributes to keeping my accent intact. Here are some thoughts. I would really... I would like to see an ongoing list of all the words you've translated and come up with, like fuckboy. The podcast's website is not very useful, aside from the links to the episodes. I'd like to see more resources included here. Two, please invite more people who are specialists in their topic. I really enjoy those episodes, e.g. the one on Fulcaracha. We don't want to hear another episode on Breton Law, on Breton Law or the Constitution. Please and thank you. The point of contributors is that they bring a new angle to the conversation. Or at least do some research before coming on. They shouldn't all rely on their master's thesis. I really appreciate the pattern researchers before each podcast, or is, is at least as knowledgeable enough to speak to the topic. I love his tidbits and explanations of grammar and etymology, etc. There's the, steam rising <laughs> from my ears. The Illusionist from Radiotopia is an excellent podcast in the English language. I think you could get some good ideas there from topics and angles in the language. When you did the episode on Manx, we never heard any Manx spoken. This was quite frustrating. Can you go back to repeating the new words in Irish at the end of each episode? I really enjoyed that as it helped the listener learn new vocab. I'd love an episode or three on Hibernian English and the ways Irish influences the way how we speak English. E, the double syllable in film, probably comes from the double syllable in words like urum. And obviously more things like beam, I do be. Cursing in Irish. Dancing, flirting, August relationships. Dancing. (laughs) Date, sorry, dating, flirting, relationships. I beg your pardon. Sorry, but Brian cut that. <laughs> All the things they didn't teach us in school that are fucking critical in real life. How Irish may be related to Middle Eastern languages and the words that are the same, e.g. Issa. Look up Bob Quinn's book, The At- from At- Atlantean Irish. The book also connects Sheila and the Gigs to the Venus of Villendorf. Celtic and how why it's not accurate. You mentioned it before, but I don't think it was thoroughly explained or addressed. One on food, but maybe focus on other cultures, like is there an Irish for falafel or whatever, but not about coddle, but make the podcast relevant to people not from Ireland who would like to learn the language. Some episodes in folklore in ancient Ireland. I love patters. 
Tangents and Queen Maeve and Cornwell. Great. Yeah, we all know Patter is the uh, resident medieval history expert. We got the Gachtergy, Karen. Um, okay, so Karen, thank you so much. There's lots of these. Um, there are a lot of those topics that we are actually currently looking on, particularly the, I wanted to get a thorough look on why Celtic is, is misleading as, as a term for a lot of Irish history and what terms people can use instead. Interview Patter for that one. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could interview Patter for that one who knows yeah and, I feel uh, like he'd be really knowledgeable on that subject yeah and obviously the, we, we are looking to get to get, get more folklore related topics um, so it, it is true in terms of we do we're always on the lookout for guests and we have um, a, a decent spread of um, obviously we, we, we've our, our core contributors the, one of the things that's been that's been very important is I got a, we got, got got a team together people who as well as speaking Irish speak another language have a have a reference point for what Irish teaches is like compared to another language they're fluent in. Like Emer is uh, excellent in Spanish. Clodagh speaks great, great French. Patter has great German. Uh, Garajin has great Swedish and bits of Finnish. And so between us, that that, that we all approach Irish from this from this different angle. There's um, generational differences, and there's a number of things we do try and get guests in. We when we when we can um, as a zero budget podcast run by volunteers. Zero budget podcasts run by volunteers zero zero zero, zero budget, 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 budget podcast uh, we can't always get um, the, there can often be timing issues and getting the resources for people who um, are only available for a fee has not been something we've been able to do for so far and particularly there are some some guests who we would love to have on but their um, yes their, their time uh, costs money which we don't, don't currently have we are looking into I, one of the reasons I haven't wanted to do Patreon until now was because we were not really in a position to create uh, bonus content, and the idea for us to say that we we would create extra episodes for um, extra episodes people who subscribe to for a five or a ten or a month, we just I, I want to give everybody everything. We try to make every episode as good as we possibly can, and we, so the idea that if, I, if we did a really good episode and said, I said, you know what, let's let's part, let's not give that away to people who um, listen to the show. I guess I haven't been able to make that make those decisions yet. We are hoping to find a sponsor that is consistent with the spirit of the show. Uh, it's um, it's been a, it's been a trek. As a lot of people might be aware, there's there's a certain well known, well known, extremely popular podcaster in Ireland uh, who's individually produced show is more popular than certain RT flagship shows, and he has not been able to get a sponsor yet. Uh, so for a, 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 a championship level show like ourselves, it's um, it's also quite hard. But it is something we we would we would do a lot more if we had more resources. Uh, Emer, do you have any views? <laughs> oh, I have I have lots of them. <laughs> I have I have lots and lots of uh, of things to say about that email, but I don't think any of them can be broadcast <laughs> on on this podcast. Mm. So I'm going to uh, keep them to myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to keep this. Uh, Episode uh, fam- family friendly. Mm-hmm. I see. And and dignified. <laughs> very, very okay. much so. I will take my um, master's degree and um, cry myself to sleep tonight. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like, see, Amer and I became friends through Twitter. She was following the Irish Four. And I noticed once when. When after she, I think she liked one of my tweets or retweeted something, and I saw on her, uh, um, on her kind of a, on her Twitter bio, 
her pinned tweet was this was this great one. It was a um, it said, if you think your family's messed up, uh, um, <laughs> one of my relatives left a TripAdvisor review of the of the catering of my grand my dad's funeral. I remember that tweet too, actually. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. And I thought this 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 girl is hysterical. And then I saw that she was studying old Irish and was doing Spanish as well. Uh, we we got to talking, and um, we, I just thought that she had the just the combination of 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 kind of, um, of, of British humor and good looks for <laughs> like the best looks for a visual medium like definitely <laughs> such as this podcast where you can all see my face yeah i have i have a face for podcasting just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, she had the, i just i realized that and yeah that the, the combination of knowledge and humor to get that though it's been a huge part of shaping the show's flavor and oh, it's been you. i've been just yeah delighted to have you involved and likewise Claude, i think yeah, Claude oh, and i have been online friends for quite a while and you and I, just, I remember that you, 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 I was like you, when you went on to study Irish and French in university and obviously you had an angle in the Irish dancing which is something that other people was a that you're coming to to it from that particular different space Pat and I have been I guess yeah online friends for years I first met Garage Ian through um through Twitter again when she was uh we were there was a discussion on the Irish for Brexit and she was basically coming in and I realized that she was actually a professional she had been a professional translator as well as having the legal yes. things, and the things I think one of the reasons Brett and and Bunrock and Bunrock come up as often as they do is that the Constitution is one of the texts where the Irish language is something that's that's very that it continues to be actively relevant that can come into um, it's one of the the most frequently referenced Irish language texts because of the fact that the Irish version gets preference, so it is it does. But keep becoming relevant in different ways, and the Brett and Law. Uh, is just something that we actually get. We we do get a lot of requests for more of it because it's. Um, but now we can't do it anymore. <laughs> Those are well, the rules. Yeah, <laughs> those are the rules. But it's it's. We will um, again we will we will we'll continue to try and do our best. And certainly some of those some of the suggestions and topics like there's been a lot of those suggestions topics are things that we've uh, I've also been looking into. So great minds do think alike. Mm hmm. Yeah, so can we can we move on to the next email? We'll go on to the next email. Yeah, can it be a nice one? Oh, of course it can. Yeah, um, we have um, one here, yeah, from um, Kevin. <gasps> yes, indeed. And this, I think, we, we, this will be the one we'll be finishing up on today. And ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, this is an absolute stonker. We are just wait to hear this. This is a masterpiece. When Derek shared this with me first, I genuinely had tears in my eyes. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I am obsessed. Okay, so... Uh, Craving, craving. Um, do you want to read this one, um, Emer? Uh, oh my God, do I get the honor? You do indeed. Oh my God, okay, amazing. <laughs> so yes, we have this email. Um, Harry and Derek was listening to a few episodes I missed over the Christmas while I was studying for the oral tomorrow. Now you've sent this on the 1st of April, so I really, yeah, 1st of April, so I really hope it went well for you. My Irish oral was probably my favourite exam. I really loved it because we'd done um, a Kirkelkainta for a few months previous and it was just so nice. It was like, it was almost like a very miniature pop-up Gaeltog where there was only maybe 10 of us at max and we'd just sit down and have a coffee in a hotel lobby. We'd find like a posh hotel so nice. and sit down and have coffee and talk Irish. It was fab. Anyway, um, so he's, um, he's heard us asking for a fuckboy entry for your signed books. Might be a bit late at this stage, but you might get a laugh out of it. I use Kotleen Maud and Nulani Donald for a bit of inspiration, by the way. Have a read. Thumbs up emoji. Right. This is one of the best things I've ever read in my life. And it like it actually it's restored my faith in the future of the Irish language if it was ever in question. 
Fuck fuck Eder Lubini. <laughs> ba fuck fuck me. Fuck fuck Alta. Asna Chok Torvna. I will clue August call Ermon Yas. <laughs> also, can we just keep in mind he's doing his or like his mm-hmm. leaving search? So, okay, yeah. Right. Crihin Lapica Nicolini Thra Lemavod. Akanish Lim Shias. August Bratnium Three Lahul. Erin Colleen Furfa Shin Howl. Tagan Nukete Colleeni Quilla Law. Ah Rother Bithum. Akis Coma. Tom Ing Raw. Wow. I am obsessed with this. You have no idea. It's probably one of the most iconic things I've probably ever read. Mm. Like, okay, obviously, like, it's a self-confessed, like, book boy. And he's going around, like, he's in all the pubs and he's riding all around them and he's getting all the young ones. And, you know, now he's a changed man because he's got this perfect woman that he's in love with. And, like, yeah, that's iconic enough as it is. But, like, I just... The way he's mashed up, like you're leaving cert syllabus, like, and people are always like, mm. oh, I don't learn poetry from my leaving cert. Why is this relevant? This is why it's relevant, because you can do mad shit like this if you want to. Like, anybody who sat a leaving cert in the last number of years, like, you're you're going to understand. I love this. I think so. It's fantastic. So much. So, um, Craving, we, you have, we, I'm going to send you a copy of each of my books signed, and I'm going to send this poem on to some people who might be able to get it in somewhere where, where, where more people might get to see it and enjoy it. Oh my God, and, amazing. And you're very welcome to come on the show sometime. Please, we, are, we would we are, love we are, we are that to have impressed. you on the show. We are that impressed by your work and I have a feeling you're going to do pretty good, pretty, pretty good <laughs> in your leaving. Yeah. So, uh, but I We're will all wish, rooting for you. I will wish you luck nonetheless. Yeah, you're super talented. Yeah. Really, really are. Like genuinely really talented. Yes, we're just... We're, just, we're very impressed there. So, excellent. I love it. And so, before we wrap up, do we, either of you have um have actual tweets at you? Have you received any tweets that might oh. might deserve uh, a um a, a brother, other mention? Uh, buckets of them actually. Yeah. Uh, been getting a lot of th- questions about the Duolingo classrooms. So I have a Duolingo classroom running at the minute. Um, it started off the first or second week of January when I took up the Motherfucklore account for the week uh, and we've been doing two lessons a week every week mm. um, by the end of April we were now advanced we started at beginners we started like beginners level one lesson one and now we're advanced on the tree uh, so I've got a few people obviously the classroom is full uh, we have 500 students all chipping away doing their bits um, so I'm going to set up another classroom what I wanted to do is keep six months between them ah. um, just because it would make my life a lot easier <laughs> um, so that is going to be set up in the coming weeks I'm going to tweet the um, classroom code for it so all you have to do is log into your Duolingo pop in the uh, classroom code and provided there's not 500 people already in it you'll be granted your place. You'll get emails. Um, they might go to your spam initially, so just keep an eye out. But you'll get emails with the um, the week's content that we're going to run through and your deadline for it. But you have seven days um, to complete everything anyway. Uh, my Twitter, for those of you that will want to follow the classroom of the progression, 
Uh, it's chuckwork underscore emer. That's T-O-C-H-M-A-R-C underscore E-I-M-E-A-R. And that's where you'll find all of the red hot Duolingo gossip. Incredible. Fantastic. Yes. Excellent. So keep them, keep the messages coming in. We are at motherfucklore at headstuff.org. That's where you can catch us. That's where you can email us. You can tweet me at the Irish Four or or at the Motherfucklore um, handle. The Motherfucklore Twitter account has a different curator every week. Um, we've invited some. We've sometimes yeah, at the moment there's no. Um, I know some people have asked about if there's an application process. There isn't. We um, we handpick. We handpick people who um, we we feel have a kind of have, a, have an interesting angle to share. Sometimes they're fluent Irish speakers. Sometimes they're from the Gaeltacht. Sometimes they are Irish learners, or they're people who's who's um, who maybe who are who have who have a particular angle, or maybe they they come to have a, have an angle of a different minority language. Eva Finn spoke about uh, about Te Reo, for example, and we had the uh, Daily Gale talk about Scots Gaelic. Sound bunch of lads, but you know the polls did show I would beat them in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. So, so and that's um. So at the moment we've um, I'd like uh, we may we I may consider an application process in the future, but as as of now it's it's um it's it's done on an invitation only basis. So and it's I think that's um I I believe it's, it's it seems to be going very well. But so when you tweet at motherfucker, um yes, say um it will be a, a a different guest creator each week. But and if but I, but I run the Irish Four, that's me. And when um I know sometimes people want to um. When people have an interesting question, I thought I like to be able to answer it in in a way that other people who didn't realize they had the same question get to hear it. So that's why it's best just to tweet me rather than to DM me. It's better because that, that way I can I can share the question. Um, we can you get some great insights from the hive mind, and people who didn't realize that that they had the same question get to hear it as well. But also, if you're asking us weird shit, just just DM that so we can pretend to have not seen it. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So um, please keep those coming in. Motherfucker comes out every Friday on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Headstuff have some other great shows. One show which is very interesting at the moment is called Pints of Malt. It is the first podcast that I know of about the about the Nigerian Irish community. It's four four lads of um, lads of Nigerian heritage who grew up in Ireland just talking about the different kind of fun life experiences and kind of shared experience that they have. It's it's very interesting and it's it's a, it's great. It's one of the great things that Headstuff has been supporting. And another another favorite of mine is words that affect Connor Reed uh, has just made this incredibly excellent um, excellent uh, show about kind of uh, about different points of kind of vintage science fiction, steampunk, um, uh, other kind of fantasy and horrific. He's it's just it is like one of those very well produced American podcasts that people keep recommending to you, and that's I think what I can say. <laughs> thanks to Brian for producing thanks to Kirsten Shield for her always amazing artwork been her Kirsten's um, Kirsten's uh, illustrations have been a huge part of the of what the, the, the look feel and vibe of Mother Folklore couldn't do it without her we and love Kirsten we do indeed she's pretty awesome pretty is and Claude, um, you've got some little side project going at the moment I do. If anybody is interested in seeing very shoddy photography, then please follow me over on Cloda Photo. But in all seriousness, I've started doing bilingual captions um, for English and Irish, mainly because, you know, like it's great to have a separate space for Irish online, but it's yeah. also great to integrate it. And you can't really scroll past the caption without seeing the Irish. So 
when you read it, you don't have a choice. But I think that's a good thing because, mm-hmm. you know, if I put a separate page up and said, oh, it's going to be all through Irish, anybody who doesn't want to look at it won't look at it. So that was my logic on it. Can we give us that link again? Oh, yeah, sure. It's Cloda Photo. So it's spelled C-L-O-D-A-F-O-T-O and it's on Instagram. Excellent. So, yeah. Just looked it up there. Following, I'm your 560th follower. Oh, thank you so much, You're very welcome. My God, it's an honour. So, until the next time, it's a salon for me. It's a salon for me. And a salon for me. Catch you then. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look at that. I don't think that G is pronounced.